Remember the Brady Bunch and that wonderful character, Alice, who took care of everyone? Gosh, I could use an Alice in my life. (laughs) Well, her real name is Anne B. Davis, and she is quoted as saying, tell the negative committee that meets inside your head to sit down and shut up. Welcome to episode number 145 of the Overcoming Writer's Block podcast. Today, Judy and I encourage you to clean out the negative self-talk dust in your life. We get into how it shows up in our thoughts, and we also discuss how writing helps us become conscious of our thoughts so that we can actively make decisions about how to change these thoughts. Welcome to the Overcoming Writer's Block Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Hoffman. Has someone ever told you that you should write about an experience, but you're not sure if your writing is good enough? Do you have a story to tell, but are anxious about its success? Have you thought about writing a memoir, but worry about being judged or criticized? Are you interested in writing a book, but feel stuck and overwhelmed by the writing, editing, and publishing process? Well, I'm here for you. Every week on this podcast, I'll be answering your questions, sharing my stories, and offering tips on how you can overcome writer's block. Sometimes my fellow Sidetrack sister, Judy Goodson, will join me to offer advice. Other times, I'll interview interesting and creative people to inspire you on your journey. So, here we go. Hey, Judy. Hey, Lisa. How are you? Good. I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for asking. (laughs) I won't talk about the weather, but it's beautiful outside. You know, I'm not getting into this bright light behind me. Um, I am in the process. I have taken some pictures of the different places that I have podcast from. Huh? And we are in the process of of designing, I guess is the word, a podcast studio for me down oh. the basement. And kind of repurposing um, a shop, part of Craig's shop downstairs. Uh-huh. And... I'm really looking forward to that getting done because I think it is going to be amazing and I won't have a big You can always rely on the right me. light. Yeah. Yeah. Of course exactly. you could also just put a, a a opaque or a transparent shade on that window and it would do the same thing that you only used when you were podcasting. Yeah, I could do that. That's a mm-hmm. possibility in the meantime, I suppose. I've been thinking about doing that on the the window that I face because the window that's behind me, I can block it with me. Right. But the window that's ahead of me, if it's a really sunny time of the day, and that's something if you folks out there are going to be doing podcasts, you really have to look at how do I look? Because sometimes it's hard to look into a a bright light and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, podcasts mostly are, I mean, 99% are audio. So, I mean, most people are listening to this anyway. But if you are interested, we also have a YouTube channel that we post these on. And that is at YouTube, um, Sidetrack Sisters. There's a Sidetrack Sisters YouTube. I don't know. But if I put in YouTube Sidetrack Sisters and go to videos, we're there. There we are. Oh, yeah. I have to start. I haven't watched many of those. I forget about them all the time. I don't have time. No, I listen I to our podcast sometimes. 
There isn't time for all, too many books, too many podcasts, too many stories and so little time, right? <laughs> and I like too to many, listen to other people, so. Too many and webinars actually, and seminars and. Oh. Yeah, I have actually listened to one. There was a, um, Julia Cameron was being interviewed by one of my favorite podcasters, um, Kathy oh. Heller. And no, not to diss Kathy Heller. I adore her, her podcast. But I was unimpressed with her, her the visual of her podcast. So oh, I, really? I won't watch it anymore. And I believe she said at one point that not many people watch her. I mean, lots of podcasters will put their, their podcasts because you have it on video. You know, we use Zoom as our, as our platform to record. And it mm -hmm. come, you don't really have a choice. You record and you get audio and visual. So mm -hmm. to not use the visual is is a waste of resources. Sure. So because some we put it on like there, that. but I don't think, I mean, I know that most people don't access us there. So if you are one of those people who are watching, thank you. <laughs> Hi, here we are. <laughs> we're waving for those of you who are only listening. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. And I always say that, don't I? I always segue with, that's not what we're talking about today. Well, that's because it's so common for us to get sidetracked. You know, that's where the name comes from, right? <laughs> it does. We are talking about something not quite so positive. We're talking about negative self-talk and how it affects our writing and our lives, really. Not us. Yes, us. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Um, really what we want to call people's attention to is the negative self-talk, that negative inner voice that we all have. We all have it. You can't say you don't. You can't. It's not something that you can achieve, that you can say, oh, it's not a struggle of mine. It is like dust. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got dust in their house. Mm -hmm. And whether you take care of it or you hire somebody to take care of it, it's got to be taken care of. And it that's what negative self-talk. you have a dog or not, how much you have. <laughs> Some people have more, depending upon... Who lives in your home? Yes. Mm -hmm. Those of us with pets. Yeah. 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 I could write my name on every table in the living room right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, and, you know, just like dust kind of creates a film, like a fuzziness on top of things, negative self-talk does the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. It coats our lives with grime. Mm -hmm. It coats our thoughts with it, it just doesn't leave us crisp anymore. Well, you know, the thing that I, always occurs to me and, and um, is there are two parts to the mind. One is the conscious mind and one's mm -hmm. the subconscious mind. And we can consciously say, oh, I'm not going to believe that stuff. But you know what? Your subconscious doesn't know what's true or not. So if you speak in the negative about yourself, your subconscious goes, oh, so she's a moron. Okay, well, we'll act like a moron then or you know it's so interesting and and i think the study of the subconscious mind is a really new new in maybe the last 50 years that people really paid much attention to it but boy oh boy can it mess you up huh <laughs> i think you're right about that yes i'm right and yep. not only does your subconscious mind listen kind of with open ears and without judgment to what words are going on your brain. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think, I, I, and I don't think that subconscious knows if you're purposefully doing it or not. It, like you said, purposefully doing it or not. Um, I think we also have to be aware of the different kinds of negative thoughts that we're having that mm-hmm. affect that subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is the words that we say about ourselves. So that's right. the one that you were referring to. So yes. kind of like, um, like self-inflicted pain, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think I shared with you that I took a, a self-assertiveness class mm-hmm. because I wanted to be speaking to people in an assertive way, not in an aggressive way, or worse yet, not in a passive way. Mm-hmm. And I, for six months, I studied, you know, um, assertiveness, and I found that was really easy to pick up. It was a snap. And then I signed up for section two, right? I thought, well, I can do And section two was like a big aha moment for me because it was called the cognitive approach to human behavior. But the textbook was, let's see if I can, I'll show it and then I'll say it. It was called Talking to Yourself. And the textbook is by Pamela Butler. And she also wrote, self-assertion for women and it's a really 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 good book if you're kind of into that passive state or whatever and her whole philosophy is she says we can learn how to be assertive and and just stick to the facts ma'am with other people but the person that is our most difficult to transform into a person who is is not just positive but truthful is ourselves. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I have some moments in there where I went, oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> and I've reread the book a couple times because I slipped back. It's um, so easy. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I was telling you earlier that one of our other sidetrack sisters caught me the other day and said, <laughs> if you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, one more time. And I said, oh, she said, if I said that to you, you would have firm words for me. And I said, you know, you're right. You're right. But my circumstances have been such that it's been really easy for me to slip backwards. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm perfect. Yeah. Boy, yeah. am I not Well, perfect. and like, it, like dust, I think it, it's just one of those things that you never, you never conquer the dust, mm-hmm. you know, um, or the dog here. Um, it just happens. And well, you just that's... have to keep, working on it um and and if you think you've conquered the dust and you can control your thoughts about yourself i think the next area will maybe give you some insight that maybe you haven't conquered this area quite as well as you thought you have and that is um how am i thinking about others mm-hmm. because i say think- about other people you know mm-hmm. even if you only say it to yourself Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what? how do you think that affects how they think about us? Yeah. And, and I think it, it, it not only colors our world, but it affects how we feel mm-hmm. and in turn, how we act toward others mm-hmm. and how they yeah. act towards us. Of course. I think it definitely is something like looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. If you're treating someone in a certain way and it isn't quite the way you'd really like to treat them, and you think, why doesn't Jane like me? Well, 
do you like Jane? How do you treat her? You know, how does that go for you? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and what does that have to do with writing? Why do we talk about talking to yourself as part of a writing, um, a writing block or a writing session? Because the way we think, the way our brains are working is, is tied to what's going on in our heads and 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 that the negative self-talk not only affects our writing but affects our whole lives mm -hmm. and as we know we talked about this last week sometimes it's easy to write when things are going well and we're you know feeling good and things are going our way but when things aren't going our way when we're when we're having whatever you know when when the shit hits the fan or when life happens or we're having a human experience yeah not so much mm -hmm. you know, sometimes then we really need, if, if we don't have that, that continued habit of dusting our brains, mm -hmm. it's going to be, we're, we're, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up for writer's block. We're setting ourselves up for having blockages in our lives. And so whether or not you're dealing with writer's block or blocks, keep dusting, keep being aware of those thoughts and well, let's talk about the continuum. Okay, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh man, you know, my writing has just really gotten sloppy and I don't know, maybe I really don't have anything to say. So as I'm sitting and doing my work throughout the day, other things, thinking, oh, I really I really wanted to get some things down on paper, but I'm, I, I just don't feel like it. It just doesn't feel good to me. And uh, so I don't do it. My actions are that I don't do it. And the consequence of that is I fail myself by not giving myself that outlet and that freedom and that ability to put down on paper the thoughts that are going to help me move forward. Yes. It's like making your bed in the morning mm -hmm. in that case. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, a great little, I think it was like a West Point, um, commencement ceremony mm -hmm. where basically he said the number one thing you need to do in your life to be successful is make your bed because you start every day with your first goal being accomplished mm -hmm. and you have a success to base your day on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yep. i think that's what you're what you're talking about right there judy is mm -hmm. that you know you get to decide do you want to, if, if you want to write or whatever you want to do, if that is a goal of yours, you've got to keep the machinery moving to accomplish that goal. If that's not your goal, then make that decision, but don't just let it, you know, quiet, quit it. Don't let it just dribble off and, you know, let yourself well, down. Don't let it be because you had negative thoughts about yourself and what you write. If you mm -hmm. want to make a conscious choice that I don't choose to write anymore, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if that if that thought is, well, I'm a lousy writer anyway, so what's the problem? That's a that's, that's a problem. Different. Yeah, yes. exactly. exactly. So you know, as I say, we have free will, we have conscious choice, we have all of those things on our little uh, tray of tools that we can use. Yes. But the reality of it is what I find for myself is sometimes when I'm feeling like that, that's when it's really good to do some garbage pages, mm -hmm. you know, kind of get mm -hmm. those thoughts yep. down on paper. I and know what you're talking about. Yep. 
I was actually in a seminar one time where we were, it was an outside seminar and we actually burned them in a campfire <laughs> and it was, it was kind of freeing. It was like, Oh, get rid of that stuff. You know, mm. you don't need that in your brain and you don't need it on those papers. So burn it. Now, of course I was tempted to keep it, you know, me, yes. but I burned it. I Amen. burned it just like everybody else. So um, I, that it traumatized me. I, I want to keep those too. Yes. I don't want to throw it in the garbage. I don't want to crumple up in a ball. I don't want to burn it. I want to stick it away for me to be able to have it as a touchstone of where I've been. So that well, when I'm not there say, anymore. See, I this can... is how I felt. And and sometimes yeah. when you slip backwards, like when you're not there anymore, mm -hmm. and then you go on and you have this happen and that happen. And like, I got to tell you, 2023 is going to be a real forgettable one for me. And you start thinking, I've never had things like this happen before. And, you know, I bet I have. I mean, not maybe the one thing to, of the negative, but, you know, as you say, this shit happens. Things happen every day and they yes, happen to they all do. of us. No one is exempt. No, definitely Thank not. Thank you, Eve. <laughs> Whoa, let's go way back to ancient history. <laughs> that damned apple. <laughs> podcast so oh yes okay so and then the there's a third area that we can really um scan our brains for so the first two that we've talked about are the self-inflicted pain the words that we're saying in our brains to ourselves about ourselves right the words that we're saying um about things we're thinking about other people and i always think about road rage in that one that one is like assuming that somebody is driving in front of you purposefully slowly mm -hmm. because they're trying to tick you off mm -hmm. it's like why would they do that yeah i mean it doesn't make any sense it could yeah. be a a a new driver it could be an old driver i mean there are so many different reasons that people drive slow or people may be driving erratically or people mm -hmm. forget to change you know turn their turn signal on because guess what we all do those things sometimes sure. and just because it happens sometimes and mm -hmm. you know hopefully nobody behind me assumes that i did it to piss them off but exactly. that's a whole nother conversation isn't it a whole nother kettle of fish yes so the third thing that i think we need to scan our brains for is our thoughts about other people's thoughts about us mm -hmm. i know that's kind of convoluted but it's basically what are we thinking other people think about us, mm -hmm. you know, and we've kind of talked about, we've touched about on that a little bit in the past, worrying about other people's criticisms mm -hmm. or other people's perceptions, other people's um, critiques mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. our writing, of our actions, of our, our lives, personalities. Of anything about us. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I, I think we are able to do this podcast because we have fun. And our perception is if you don't like us, don't listen. Change the channel. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. It's no, no, doesn't bother me. Um, you know, I'm going to put it out there and it's going to attract those it's going to attract. And if it doesn't, please don't leave a nasty gram or, you know, a, um, a one star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just change Just the channel. Just don't listen anymore. Just exactly. don't listen anymore. Yes. And you know what I find is very often 
what we think other people think of us isn't true. We make it up in our minds because maybe, oh, what would be an example? Maybe we haven't been as open with them or as friendly to them, or maybe we always see them at the grocery store and we always get a phone call from one of the kids or something like that. And so we don't interact with them like we'd like to. And mm -hmm. we think, oh, she doesn't like us. Or that person may think I don't like them or whatever. But I think those assumptions can really mess us up. Well, okay, so I'm going to bring up my current day job, okay, and the personalities that I work with there. Uh -huh. There are three people that I'm going to call by their names because I'm telling a story in the present, and I don't think they listen to this podcast, okay? okay. So the three people are um, Marnie and Barry and Norby, okay? Mm -hmm. So Marnie um, is, um, what was her name? Henrietta on um yeah Henrietta on the the little house in the prairie the shopkeeper's mm -hmm. wife um and then there's Barry and he's kind of jovial he's tall and skinny long gray ponytail and then there is Norby and he's 81 year old grandpa okay kind okay. of an old farmer guy mm -hmm. anyway when I first started working there everybody hated each other and it was, I mean, this person did that and that person did this. And it was like, what have I gotten myself into here? This is just, yeah. these people just, I mean, they would be nice to me. And then, but I mean, it was like, oh my gosh. But it was just you very always wonder what they said behind your back. Yes. I mean, if they're saying this about that person, what are they I mean, And then, and then it did happen where, you know, um, Marnie would come up to me and, and she'd say, well, I was told that you did this. And it was like, and so then I go to, to, to the other person and say, hey, just talk to me, you know? And anyway, now Marnie is gone. And immediately the whole tensions all went down in this, in this place. And I have made a concerted effort to speak kind words and point out positive things to other coworkers about other coworkers. That's such and, a strong thing. It takes the toxic environment and turns it into a kind environment. And that's huge. And guess what? It is amazing how the toxicity has not only nearly evaporated, but it's become a fun place to be. I mean, mm -hmm. the people were laughing, we were doing some holiday decorating a couple weeks ago and we were laughing and carrying on and it was a great time. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that it's a perfect place. For no. example, this is how, why I wanted to bring it up. Th thoughts about other people's thoughts about us. I came in and it just so happened that I walked past Barry and I said, Hey Barry. And he did, he, he, he kind of, he, he, it was obvious that he had heard me, but he didn't say hi back. And I just kept going. And I thought to myself, huh, that was weird. But I was in a, in a hurry and I was busy. And then I passed him a second time, probably 10 minutes later. Uh -huh. And I said, how's it going? And he was like, mm. and he just was very, he didn't, he, he, once again, I could tell that he heard me. and. My first thought 
was, did I do something? Did mm-hmm. I piss him off? Did I not do something I was supposed to do yesterday and now he's got to do it and so he's not happy with me? Mm-hmm. I mean, and of and, course it was all about you. Yeah. It had to be something yeah. you did, right? And then all of a sudden it was like this. I was like, why am I making this about me? I mean, he has been the last 24 hours not anywhere near me. He could have brought some crap with him to work from home that I know absolutely nothing about. Yet I'm assuming I am the center of the universe and I am the reason he is apparently in a bad mood right now. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that crazy? Did you and ever then find out? A couple of, I mean, the next day I came in and, and everything was fine. There was no, there was no animosity animosity there was no problem there was nothing no issues we needed to take care of and we moved on and it was fine that's something you could have just completely um imploded because of this feeling that very very hates me he doesn't like me anyway you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it yeah i think that was probably one of my greatest life lessons was I had a therapist years back when I was going through a divorce and he said to me in no uncertain terms, and who died and made you the center of the universe? And I went, <laughs> excuse me? And he said it again. And I said, well, what makes you think I think I'm the center of the universe? And he said, well, everything bad that happens to you is your fault or anything bad that happens to anybody else is something you cause. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, what would that make you think? And I went, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I mean, that's a very powerful illusion to break. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now, okay, that's where writing comes in again. I think sometimes, sometimes you can't have an aha moment right there and then like I had. But sometimes you really need to get your thoughts down to have access to how your brain is working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we've talked about having quiet time and, and meditating or but reflecting. reflecting. But I think you really sometimes need to set some time apart to put those thought, your thoughts down the page. Because if you don't, um, or if you do write, then you can't avoid those thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, you they really take, do be- they'll change your verbiage. They'll make your your writing sound different. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. Um, you become conscious of them, you know, and and once you do become conscious of them then, uh-huh, then you have the power to do something about it. Yep. The first step in change is recognition. Amen. Noticing that that's something you're doing and you're like, whoa, I didn't even realize. And that's where I was telling you today about this quote I read that said, it's a, a, a quote by Eckhart Tolle. And he said, the primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation, but your thoughts about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can apply in so many ways to what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, you come into a room and people stop talking. (gasps) They were talking about me. I wonder what they were saying. I wonder why they're talking about me. I wonder what I did. When, in Mm -hmm. fact, they were at the end of their discussion. And they were Mm -hmm. moving on to something else and, you know, step in and join them. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. so easy to think, (gasps) what, what were they saying? 
what and of course i've never done that but um of course not no it's so easy for me to feel (laughs) i hate to call myself paranoid but that's a form of paranoia and um yeah well you know when when you're in that situation i think stopping and once again I think once you get into a habit of maybe this doing this in writing, maybe it's easier to do it, you know, on the, on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know, if you're writing about, you know, a conversation that somebody stopped and you can, so you start recognizing and deciding uh-huh. some alternative words to uh-huh. tell yourself in a situation like that, then you can use them. It's almost like a training exercise for real life, right? Um, I'm thinking of a a situation that just came to mind. Um, A friend of mine, when her daughter was three, four years old, she said something that kind of blew my mind. Um, We were together and a lady came up and her daughter kind of like stood behind her and acted shy. Mm-hmm. And the phrase that my friend used, she said, oh, um, she's just working on her bravery. Oh. And I thought to, I had never heard that before. You know, usually I've heard a mom say, oh, you know, Sally, she's so shy. You know, or, you know come on, Sally, come on, come and say hi to, you know, Mrs. Hoffman or something like that. But this woman said, oh, Sally's just working on her bravery. And I, I thought. That. What a great turn of phrase. Well, there's a difference because she didn't label her as being shy. Mm -mm. She labeled her as being a beginner at bravery. Yes. And that's okay. It's okay to be a beginner in any feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's amazing. So I wonder what, what turn of phrase somebody could use if they're working on, (laughs) and what's the word for anti-paranoia? confident <laughs> I don't know yeah that works I am I am becoming more confident here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's okay I'm becoming more confident here mm-hmm. exactly yes. or oops my confidence just slipped for a minute you know something like that mm-hmm. and um I mean I'm so transparent that I usually ask you know were you and talking that's about better me? than assuming and and, and letting feeling, it bring you yeah, down, bring that exactly. energy down. And and like if I ever do that with my sidetrack sisters, they're great about saying, oh, for heaven's <laughs> stop. sake, stop it right now. We wouldn't yes. do that, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is really, it's really nice to have that level of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, and so often it's not their fault it's the fault of maybe an episode that's happened to you in the past when they weren't the main players but you know people can be kind of cruel and that could have happened oh not kind of people will be i think cruel people happen in everybody's life I, i i can't think of one person who hasn't met or been affected at some time stage or place by a cruel person well and if i a person acting how's that sound a person acting right if i choose paranoia shame on me if they choose to be cruel shame on them Mm -hmm. so you know it's one of those things where again you can say well they're just being 
just being unkind. I'm not going to give that any credit. You know, I'm yeah. just going to move on. And um, if you're a confident person or if you have begun to be a confident person, that works. Yeah, you're working on your confidence. I'm That's working good. on my confidence every day, every moment, every second. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's actually, we can get into this another time, but there is actually um, a ladder. I mean, I, I've, I've done some studying about talking with people about weight loss. And there are continuums between, you know, I feel great about myself and, you know, my body sucks, mm-hmm. you know, that you can play around with and really work yourself up the ladder of being able to say positive things in difficult situations instead mm-hmm. of letting yourself focus and use negative self-talk. So maybe we'll get well, into that next time. Maybe, you know, because let's face it, nobody is 100% bad or negative. Mm-hmm. And But we all have negative thoughts that sometimes they start accumulating. And until somebody points them out or until we start looking for them, you know, they can just kind of sit there and, like I said, kind of gum up the works. And then right, we're wondering why we're dealing with writer's block or, you know, just life is feeling yucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it could be because of those negative self-talk. That, that negative self-talk. Well, so, if you have if you have really having problems with that, pick up Pamela Butler's book, Talking to Yourself. It's a good one. Yeah. Or they can also, um, if, if they want some some interesting thoughts about life and and such, they can check out Sidetrack Sisters blog, which we've yes. been having fun writing these days. This yes. week we're going to be writing about our favorite room in our house. That should be. Oh be kind of fun to, to read about and I'm moving forward with uh, Lisa Hoffman coaching that's something that if somebody wants to focus if they got a really struggle with with oh, oh. negative self-talk and how that's affecting your life that's something I can help people with and of course be on the lookout next month we are going to be opening up the sidetracked legacy Legacies. membership and uh, talking more about that in the future so we got a lot of nice fun things happening yeah okay With that, Judy, let's wrap things up here. Wrap it up. Okay. Love you. Love you too. I think you're beautiful. (laughs) I think you're beautiful. That's what I think of you. (laughs) Okay. Talk later. Bye-bye. Bye.
wait, stop. Okay, so this is the end of our episode today, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it interesting, informative, inspiring, entertaining. Wow, isn't that a huge expectation? But seriously, maybe you found these words do match what you're feeling. Well, in that case, we would love if you would please rate and review our podcast. It's super simple. All you have to do on your phone, go to your podcast app, scroll down to where you see the stars. You can click on the stars to rate the podcast. And then there's this little purple label that says, rate this podcast. And you click on there and then you can type in your words. You see, by doing this, it'll help our algorithm, which will enable more people to find us. We'll just have more fun that way. Also, if you haven't checked out my relatively new Instagram page for Lisa Hoffman Coaching, you should stop by. Click it, check it out, follow me. I've got some fun ideas that I don't want you to miss out on. So once again, thank you so much for being with us today and see you next time.